It's lunchtime, a great time to talk spider football. This is Behind the Web with University of Richmond head coach Russ Huseman. Live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center on Ridgefield Parkway. Today's show is brought to you by the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Bryant Heating and Cooling, World of Beer, Lux Chevrolet, and Virginia 529. Join in online anytime and be a part of the show with your questions and comments. Text 804-327-0888. Email behind the web at richmond.edu or on Twitter using Spider Voice at Richmond Athletics or at ESPN Richmond. Now, here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black with Coach Huseman. This is Behind the Web presented by Glory Days Grill on 1061 ESPN and the Spider Sports Network. The snap, the fake to Howard. Throw it in the back of the end zone. Wide open, Josiah Williams. Touchdown. The snap, Udinski takes it. Throws it into flat. Wide open, Smith. He's all alone. And he can walk wherever he wants to there. Touchdown, Spiders, as Smith waltzes into the end zone. Yeah, he might have made it to Chesterfield that time. Slawoski going to be picked off. Aaron Banks has it. And down the sideline he goes for a pick six. To the house goes Aaron Banks. Love him for that kid. And with that, we welcome you into our house for a Thursday afternoon. It's Glory Days Grill on Ridgefield Parkway in the Glen Eagles Shopping Center. And it's another edition of Behind the Web with Spiderhead football coach Russ Huseman. Bob Black here, Matt McAllister, our football public relations director over on the other side. In a little bit, Spider running back Mylon Howard, who made a triumphant return on the field. Saturday will be our special guest here at Glory Days this afternoon. Would love for you to interact with the program if you're in the house and have questions. Come on up and let us know during the commercial breaks or scribble them on the napkins, and we'll be glad to read them off and get Coach's answer and Milan's answer as well. And if you're listening in, 804-327-0888 to text us behind the web at richmond.edu to email us. Coach, congratulations on victory number one of the season. Thank you. Uh, hard fought. Uh, guys competed. Uh, got a win against a pretty good football team. Yeah, I thought hard fought. Pretty good way to describe that game. And what I really liked, Coach, was how your guys bought into this one. Like, they weren't looking past it. They didn't say, oh, St. Francis. They saw what they had done the week before, competitive against their FBS opponent, Akron. Um, and they were all bought in for, as you said, what was a very physical football game. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought our guys um, executed pretty well. Um and we, we had a feeling St. Francis was going to be pretty good. I mean, they're, they're going to have a good season. If they stay healthy, um, they'll be really good. There's no question about that. They've got good players. Both their quarterbacks are excellent players. So um, I think our guys saw on film, saw what happened in the Akron game, and kind of knew that, um, you know, this wasn't going to be a walk in the park. Mm-hmm. Coach, how important was it for your defense uh, to make those plays down the stretch, uh, you know, the, the pick six and, and the two interceptions? How important was the defense in that maturation process to, you know, make plays at the end of a game? Well, obviously it was huge. Um, you know, Aaron with two big interceptions there to seal it for us. But, um, you know, we, we, get, we played the second half against UVA uh, pretty good. Uh, got a couple turnovers there to, to try to get us back in the game. So uh, we're still a work in progress defensively, I think. Again, 
young, inexperienced guys playing their first snaps, and uh, you can see the improvement as they move forward. And, and so hopefully we continue to improve. Uh, some of the younger guys, uh, some of the older guys keep playing well. But, uh, you know, we, uh, we had to replace, you know, a lot of good players last year on defense. Offensively, you know, I've, I've been really pleased with what we're doing. We had 30 first downs in that game and, um, you know, probably should have had more points. But um, really happy with the efficiency offensively. Coach, with those interceptions from Aaron Banks, the second one probably makes it a little bit easier. But that first one, did you want him, after he took the interception, to get down instead of scoring there at the touchdown? That way you could have just, you know, milked out the clock yourself? Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, and, 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 you know, Aaron kind of looked at me like I was an idiot. Uh, you know, when you when you get on somebody for scoring a touchdown, that's probably not the, the best thing in the world. But, uh you know, we, we show in camp uh, all these fourth-quarter scenarios. Every night in camp, we put something on film on the video board, and we talk through, you know, things that could happen. You know, it's as simple as, you know, the one we show was, you know, running back not scoring, just getting down and ending the game right there, and they score, and all of a sudden, you know, you just never know what can happen. If, if you know, there's a minute and five seconds ago we kick off, let's say something tra- – tragic happens on that kickoff now we squibbed it but you know you never know maybe somebody falls down they get a big pass kicking onside kick and got the ball back again and you know when you can end a game you, you need to end, end the game but uh you know Aaron told me he said he thought as he intercepted and started running he thought to himself I need to go down and he said, but I just kept running when I saw the end zone. <laughs> uh, so he knew that he, he should have. And you see the second one, he went right down there. But in uh, the second one, he could have just went ahead and returned and scored a touchdown. <laughs> second one, I'd have been happy for him to score. But the uh, first one, not really. Uh, but, I mean, two big plays by him. He, he's got – you know, he's actually got all our uh, turnovers mm-hmm. this year. He's got the fumble recovery and the three interceptions. So he, he's playing really well. Well, you know, he kind of stumbled on the one the week before at Virginia, and he might have been able to return that one if he hadn't stumbled. That's point number one. Point number two, you stopped Lane Casadante dead in his tracks on that post-game television interview when he asked you about it, and you looked at him and said, I was mad at Aaron on that one. And yeah, num- I don't think anybody – I got we, we were in the kickoff, and Aaron's on kickoff, and – and and that was the first time I'd seen him, and I, I was saying something to him, and the whole kickoff team's looking at me like, Coach, you're an idiot, man. W- what are you talking about here? And, uh, I mean, again, I you, you know, I was happy for him, but, uh, you know, we, we – you know, we got to make sure that we're, you know, and, and the game scenarios, we're on top of things. Well, and I got one more for you because, you know, my guy in the booth next to me is an old all-conference defensive back for the Spiders and Chris Anderson. And as soon as you said that, he just started shaking his head and going, no way, man, I'm taking that to the house. Coach can be mad at me. I'm taking it to the house. Well, then Chris ain't stepping on the field for me. I promise you that. You can tell him I said that. <laughs> he would have he taken that repercussion there, I think, for the for the pick six, but certainly understood the math of it. Certainly understood that. Um, and then offensively, you talked about those thirty first downs. That is, you know, that's quite a number. I know there were two really long scoring drives, really impressive uh, scoring drives that were, you know, what fifteen plays and, and thirteen plays. Really impressive job there. Well, I, I think the one thing too is our offense. You know, we've been backed up. 
you know, we had it on a five-yard line against Virginia or somewhere around there in the five-yard line, St. Francis, and they're getting that thing out. And, you know, whether they score a touchdown or not, just to flip the field with some first downs makes all the difference. And then, But they're, they're still executing and taking it down the field. So, um, you know, it's huge to get out of there. If you're punting fourth and ten from the five-yard line, probably not a good scenario there. So mm-hmm. they've done a really nice job with that. And great rotation of the running backs. I know some of it was necessitated by injury, but to have Aaron score and Savon and then Milan come in and be a part of that long drive, the rotation and the, the stable of backs there really did a great job, didn't they? We've got good backs. Um, it's a great room, and uh, we got a lot of quality players in there, and there's no question about that. And, you know, it was neat to see Milan come in, mm-hmm. you know, because he's coming off the knee. Um, he, he's kind of the last week or so really looked like he's confident in it. Um, and, you know, he got us some first downs there. Uh, you know, so uh, I thought he ran good. Uh, I, I'm a big Milan fan, and, uh, you know, he's going to continue to help us this year. Coach, how, how important is it to have that depth? Because obviously everyone knows Aaron Dykes and Savon Smith, and they've done well, but Dykes goes down, and you really don't miss a beat when, when Milan goes into the game. So how important is it to have depth at that position and experience? It's huge. I don't think people really realize that position in the beating they take. And it's not just, you know, it's not just when you, you carry the ball or when you catch it. I mean, they're in pass pro. They're chipping. I mean, they're, they're, contact is being made probably every play with those running backs. And, you know, it just goes, you know, when, with Villanova game um, – uh, where, where Dykes goes down and, and Milan goes down a few years ago. And, um, you know, you just you, you need a bunch of them. And then they got to be ready when their number's called. Well, uh, let's not bury the headline here as we talk about Aaron Dykes. Everybody saw him come to the sideline, didn't come back in the game, had the ice and the bandage on that shoulder. Uh, how's he doing and prospects for Saturday? Uh, yeah, he'll play Saturday. He, uh, you know, he practiced yesterday in a red jersey, no contact. Um, I think he's got his strength and flexibility back. You know, they'll have to put a little injection in there so the so he can tolerate the pain. Um, but um, it looks, you know, it, it looks good that he'll play. That's good news, real good news. Coach, we talked with Savon earlier this week, and he said uh, as the game went on, he felt like he got stronger, and especially on that, you know, that pivotal drive late that more took a lot of time off the clock that he felt that he was really strong. Did you see that in him, that the more touches he was getting, the stronger he got? I think he had a career-high 22 touches in that game. Um, I, I just thought he was good the whole game. Uh, you know, he ran well. He can make you miss, which is huge. But, uh, you know, I think if you talk to those guys, I mean, they'll give credit to the offensive line big time. I mean, our offensive line is doing a fantastic job, and – I think we're calling – we're not just calling run plays to call run. We're calling run plays with a specific reason and a look that we're getting. And, uh, you know, I think St. Francis was a little tougher just because they did so much movement up front. Um, our offensive line had to be on top of it the whole game. And um, But, but I, I think from play calling – to practice prep, to our running backs being pretty good. I think those have all kind of um, led to, to our success on the ground. Hey, one more for you. I want to ask about the quarterback before we go to the break, and then we'll get 
running back up here, Mylon Howard, as I mentioned at the outset, is our special player guest today. Reese Yudinski, 30 of 39. I mean, phenomenal numbers, well over 70% completion. He has the three touchdown passes. But we learned that Reese Yudinski is not a machine on Saturday, and he had the one interception, and he had the one fumbled down at the goal line. What perhaps did you learn about Reese in those moments of adversity that maybe you didn't know and how he kind of handled that moving forward to still help the team win the game? Well, I mean, I think a lot of people can see it. His, you know, his calmness out there. He just, he did, he just looks so calm in everything he does. He never looks flustered. You know, he threw the pick, um, you know, down the sideline, and he could have probably threw the shallow, which was coming open, and I know he'd like that back. And then, then on a the goal line there, you, you know, I saw him in the locker room yesterday. He was in there eating, and uh, he was all by himself. And, and I, I finally went up to him and said, what happened? And, and I could t- – because I, I was going to ask him, because he had the ball in his right arm tucked away, and then he brought it out and kind of put it in two hands here. I said, were you going to reach over the goal line? Is that what your plans were? He said, well, no. He said, I, it, a lot of things went through his mind. He said, I thought I should slide. You know, do I have it tucked away? I mean, a lot of things. And bottom line, he said, Coach, that's on me. It won't happen again. Um, but he, he's a great kid, and uh, he just looks so calm out there and collected and in control. We believe him on that, that it won't happen again, too. Yeah. Um, and obviously, he went on to still have a great game and lead the Spiders to victory. All right, let's get our first time out in here. Some of the food has showed up at the table here at Glory Days Grill. Uh, if you didn't make it today, we hope you'll be here each and every uh, Thursday afternoon. We're here from noon to one during the college football season, talking Spider and college football. We'll talk about all of that with Mylon Howard, Spider running back. He joins us next when Behind the Web continues on 106.1 ESPN. The timeout's over. Now, more Behind the Web, live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center on 1061 ESPN and the Spider Sports Network. Udinsky flips it out to Mylon Howard, breaks one tackle and a second, and drags a third with him out to the 36, where he'll be just a yard shy of the first down. Mylon Howard picking up where Aaron Dykes left off. Our guest on today's Behind the Web is Mylon Howard. He had a couple of receptions for uh, the 13 yards. He had uh, four carries in the game as well for another 14 yards. Had six plays in that 15-play drive that led to a spider touchdown. Great to have him back on the field. And great to have him with us here today at Behind the Web. Uh, Mylon Howard, spider running back. Welcome, my friend. How are you? Pretty good. I'm pretty good. I can't complain. No, absolutely not getting back on the field. So general terms, just what did that feel like to finally be out there for the first time, I guess, since uh, the 2019 season? Uh, If I could say a word, I'd probably say euphoric. Uh, It's just honestly a blessing to be out there with my teammates and just being able to get the W. As you got carries and receptions and got hit a couple times, what was that feeling kind of like to get you back in the groove? Um, It just kind of felt good, honestly. Like, I haven't been able to play the game in a very long time so just being out there it's, it's like i said earlier it's a blessing honestly that's how i can describe it mylon you go back to that you know day in spring practice uh where you, you were feeling good you were coming back from that previous injury in 2019 and you know and then it's just a freak play that happens a hit happens and that ends that season and the following season you know take back to that day and what what you were thinking and how hard it was to you know go through that recovery process um 
Well, we were in a scrimmage, and I just got tackled weird. It's kind of a freak, freak accident, like you said. Uh, but the road to recovery, like, just I've been taking it one day at a time, trying to get 1% better every day. And, you know, by the grace of God, I've just been able to get back to the spot I am in now. So, sure, sure. We talked to Savan earlier, and he said that you're – the way you handled it and just your personality and you you were never going to get negative about it you were always going to stay positive you know where do you get that from and and how how do you stay positive especially in those those times when it's tough um well just being negative about the situation wasn't going to help me or my team so i feel like what i could do in that position is just encourage and try to push us to be the best we can for sure Russ, what do you remember about when Milan went down with that injury initially? Because I know he was going to figure very heavily into the offense's plans. Yeah, I saw it right when it happened um, and knew it wasn't good. Um, but then at that point in time, you start counting years. Like what you what you do is you start saying, all right, how many has he got left? All right, let's, let's keep going here so Milan can have that opportunity to play this game so in my mind i started thinking all right he's going to be out but all right he'll get him back here and he'll still have these like he's got this year and next year still you know with covid so he's going to have a chance to to play a lot of football and continue doing this and and that made me you know feel better you know sometimes when it happens it's your last year your last hurrah and you don't get to play anymore um that's tough but um you know, I, I immediately started thinking, all right, when we get him back, all right, here's what he's got left. What did you see in him as he went through that process? He talked about being positive and not negative. That can be easier said than done. What did you see? Oh, I mean, just he, he's he's a great teammate. I mean, when he's healthy or not healthy, he's just a great teammate. Um, he loves his, his teammates. And uh, I, just, I just kept seeing a great teammate, and, and that's – I think that's so critical in every aspect of playing this sport of football. It's such a big team sport, and and, and he's a great teammate. He's he, he doesn't complain about anything. It's just when you call his number, he's he's ready to go. So, um, just a great kid. Mylon, was there there was there a time in the fall camp where? You know, you felt, okay, now I'm back. You know, was it after a few times being hit or you, you broke a big touchdown, you felt, okay, now I am back to where I used to be? Um, definitely after I got hit. It's just <laughs> being able to regain that confidence in my knee and just reestablish, like, how hard I've worked and seeing that pay off. It's just really great, to be honest. Hey, I got a couple of memories, actually, just from practices. Maybe you do or don't remember, but this was really early in fall camp, maybe one of the first 11-on-11s, and you ran a little wheel route out of the backfield and found yourself open, caught it, and went all the way for a touchdown, and your teammates went absolutely crazy for you. Do, do you even recollect that? I mean, I know you've gone over these plays a million times, but it seemed like at that moment your teammates were kind of welcoming you back to the to the active roster. Yeah, no, I, I recall it. It was uh... – Oh, we were about coming out of the right, and I ran past the backer and went for a touchdown. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's definitely one of my first plays, I guess, going to score a touchdown after. So that's and memorable for sure. The other one I remember was in the scrimmage. I think Jared Joseph got you pretty good oh, yeah. in the scrimmage, if I'm yeah, not mistaken, sure. right? For sure. Yeah. Did that welcome you back in a different way? Uh, <laughs> I, I just haven't been hit like that in a minute, so it just felt good to honestly get it off my chest. You know, Milan, that your running back room itself. You know, you have 
Aaron and Savon, really, and even Dante, that you guys are all similar age, similar years coming in. Uh, You've been together for a long time. You've been through a lot of different things. Just talk about that camaraderie in that running back's room and and what they all mean to you. Um, We just got a group of guys who are gritty. Like, if one of us go down, we're right there to be able to pick us up. And, I mean, honestly, we do have a great coach, and I feel like that, that has helped us, you know, being able to just go forward, but just overall as a group, we can kind of push ourselves and make sure that we're where we need to be. So let's go back to Saturday then. What was kind of happening on the sideline and in your mind when Aaron goes down, he comes out, I think Savan finished that drive, mm-hmm. but then it was your turn. What was kind of your thought process? What was kind of happening on the sideline as you prepared for that? Uh, coach just came to me and he was like, just be ready in case anything happens. And then uh, Dice comes out. And so Vaughn goes a long drive, so he's probably fatigued. So I'm ready to go out there. Coaches is more so just like prepping yourself, take some breaths, and just be ready for the moment. So when I got in, I was. This is the old uh, next man up mentality there, isn't it, Russ? Yeah, I mean, I think every team in the country has to have that mentality. I mean, you you, you hope you build depth. You hope you build good players. And, uh, you know, I, I know sometimes it's frustrating. I, I know Milan would love to carry the ball you know 25 times a game uh, uh, everybody would they all they all would and you know they all want 15 catches and but it, it's a it's a team game like i said um and whatever it takes to win and whether that's on special teams um you know or or, or however it unfolds um you know we just the bottom line is to win football games and i think that's where our team is right now they just they just want to win mm-hmm. Island, how exciting is it as a running back in this offense? Because, you know, you're getting touches you know, out of the backfield. You're, you're catching passes. Seems like the running backs are involved a lot. As a running back, how excited is this offense for you? Um, it's very exciting. Coach Kosh, he's has a unique play chart, honestly. He's just, <laughs> he just knows what he's doing. He goes out there. He's confident in what he's calling, and he believes in his players to go out there and get it done. It's interesting you said that because, as Matt mentioned, we had Savon on the uh, Spider Insight podcast this yeah. week, and we got to talking about Coach's, uh, Kasha's offense, and he was like, well, when we first installed it, us running backs, we were a little worried that he was just going to be <laughs> throwing the ball to all the wide. You thought that, right, Russ? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought they would think that. Yes. yes. And, and I told Bill, I said, when I, when I interviewed him, I said, Billy, I want to run the football. He said, don't worry, we'll run the football. And, uh, but I guarantee they hear air raid. And all this stuff, and it's like, all right, I get to catch the ball, you know, out of backfield. But you got, we've run the ball quite a bit, and run it, and been very effective with it. We're going to continue to do that. Yeah, but Savan definitely said that to Matt and me uh, on uh, earlier this week on it, and he was like very pleased with where they are right now. How much did you guys really talk about that? Like, hmm, what's this offense really going to be like? It definitely was a worry for us when, we, when Coach Goss first got there, Reese coming in. So we kind of thought we were just being doing pass pro and <laughs> not really getting out and getting the ball, but. It's definitely established a run game, so you can set up the pass game for sure. 22 carries for Savon probably answers that question. He was, yeah. he's, what do you say, Matt? He was appreciative of it, but very sore about it, I think. <laughs> Something like that, right? For sure. You know, you guys have been able to run the ball so well, but it's not just the running backs and you guys doing it. It's that offensive line in front of you. Just talk about how well they played in front of you and what they provide you guys. Uh, our line, the Hawks, they're just a group of mature guys. They know what they're doing. Coach Ross kind of has a – mental toughness is still in them so next man up mentality is over there as well but 
they always get a push. They're always on the right blocks, and so that just kind of makes it easier for us to read. And uh, worked out well on Saturday for you and for Aaron and for Savan as well. We're just about at the bottom of the hour, so let's take a time out here. We'll let these guys grab a little bit to eat, come back on the other side. Mylon Howard will stick with us for another uh, session of Behind the Web, and we'll start to look ahead to Saturday's game at Lehigh Noon kickoff on Saturday afternoon up there in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Halfway through, Behind the Web for a Thursday afternoon, back after the break on 1061 ESPN. Let's get back to the show. Behind the Web, live from Glory Days in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center. Once again, here's Bob Black on the Spider Sports Network and 1061 ESPN. Blitz is shown, doesn't come. Swing it out in the flat, wide open Howard to catch on the sideline, gets to the 10, rolls his way across a tackle down inside the 5. They'll say he's out of bounds right around there, and they'll spot the 5-yard line. First and goal, Spiders. Welcome back. Behind the Web continues from Glory Days Grill, which is right around the corner. Wings, burgers, salads, and sandwiches. The guys can attest to that. They have something for everyone. And remember, you can catch all the action at Glory Days Grill, where there's always great food, good sports. And we are here each and every Thursday from noon to one. Did you see the end zone on that one, Mylon? Where you're thinking maybe I can get to that, that red end zone? Yeah. I definitely saw it. Uh, I tried to roll off of the tackle and the spin, but I just couldn't catch my feet. But definitely looking forward this weekend. Yeah, get in the end zone this week. How has it been playing with that brace? Are you kind of used to that, or is it cumbersome, or what? Uh, it's it's not really that big of an issue. It kind of restricts me a little bit, but mm. I'll, I'll probably take it off pretty soon. I'm getting more comfortable with it. So, And is that – that's something you can pretty much decide your comfort level or do the athletic trainers kind of guide you on that how would that work yeah that athletic trainers kind of guide and uh just i mean i feel like it's more of a me kind of a thing though because mm-hmm. i've been having it on for a while and it's been a minute since my injury so i probably take it off at some point you know mylon we were talking about here on the side i asked you if you're still the fastest player on the team <laughs> and i'll give you a chance to to say whether you're still the fastest player in the team yeah i believe so for sure. For sure. <laughs> who's giving you a run for that you know um jerry for sure he's he's, oh, he's yeah. definitely fast for sure yeah Yep, for sure. At, what was it in high school? I'm looking at your bio. Four three eight. Yes, sir. Forty. <laughs> Still got that speed. For sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I ain't buying four three eight. <laughs> <laughs> They're all four three eight. <laughs> what was your hundred meter time? Uh, ten six. So yeah, he's pretty fast. Yeah, yeah no he is pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's go back to high school for a moment. Uh, we were kidding during the break. You've been here a while now, and we go back to your recruiting process to Richmond. And uh, Sparky Woods was the guy, right, who, sure. who recruited. What do you remember about that? Sparky now at North Carolina as an assistant to, to Mac Brown there. Uh, it, was, it was a minute ago, honestly. I don't remember too much about it. I've been here for a while. But uh, he, was, he was a pretty good, good guy. He got me here, so did a pretty good job. Russ, can you go back that far? Do you remember anything that stood out to you from the uh, the Mylon Howard recruitment and Sparky hand on it? Yeah, I need that back down, don't I? <laughs> this um, one's your fault, not Mitchell's. Yeah. That one's not on Mitchell. Um, that one's on you. <laughs> I, I do remember. So we were, um, when we were recruiting, and, and I'll, I'll try to make this fast here. We were recruiting, we are going to take two running backs that year. And uh, Sparky was actually recruiting all three of them in some capacity and we really wanted Milan badly we wanted Dykes very badly and we had a third out of Alabama and I believe 
uh, Milan may have been the first one to commit to – I can't remember if that's the case or not, but we are getting ready to go into a school in Alabama, and uh, Dykes called us on the phone, and um, he committed. And, but we still got to go into school. And those were our two guys, Milan and, and Aaron. That was it. We, that's who we wanted. And uh, so we, I go, well, me and Sparky are walking in, shaking our heads and say, whatever we do, if we got to sprint, we're sprinting out the door when we're done and not letting this kid, you know, commit to us in Alabama. Um, but those were, I mean, we targeted both those guys and, and really liked them. Uh, um, so it was a good year. Yeah, Absolutely. Milan, do you f- do you feel like you're the old guy now? Like you, you've been here for a while, and you still have eligibility. You, you know, you have the chance to come back again for another year next year. Do you feel uh, like it's been a while, but you also have a lot of football left to play? Yeah, I definitely feel like the one of the older guys in the room. Me, Dykes, Dante. I mean, I don't. I just turned 22, so I'm not. Not too, too old, but no, you're not. I'm definitely getting up there for sure. This whole crowd is shaking their head like, no, you're, you're not too old, that's for sure. Um, how about from the leadership standpoint of that? It's one thing to be an older guy, but to kind of parlay that into something effective from a leadership, how comfortable are you in that role? Uh, it's definitely something I had to grow into for sure. I wouldn't say I, past my sophomore year, I wouldn't try to be as vocal on the field, but as I've gotten older uh, – kind of grew in the position of just making sure guys are doing the best that they can out there. You know, Milo, we're talking as we look ahead into this coming week Mm -hmm. against Lehigh. Coaches, you know, said a lot that, you know, last year's score doesn't mean anything. You Mm -hmm. you guys are a different team. They're a different team. Have you guys as a team talked about that, that you can't look back at last year's tape? Uh, Obviously, in the beginning part of the year, they were having a hard time scoring, and they won some games late in the year. Uh, is that, that's something you guys have talked about as a team. Yeah, for sure. Definitely uh, teams can improve over time. So we kind of just go into every week with like a one and no mentality and just coming out with the W no matter what. Uh. Hey, we, uh, we, we mentioned that you've been here a while, but you could still be here some more. I mean, you had the red shirt year, the pandemic year. Everybody who was a part of that gets the year back. Uh, I think this crowd would kind of like to know, do you plan to be a – 2023 Richmond Spider? I do, yes, sir. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> so we'll have Mylon Howard around to, to run the ball and find that end zone some more. Let me throw a couple more at you, then we'll let you go eat, and then we've got some questions for Coach. And this one actually came, uh, one of our emails, behind the web at richmond.edu. I don't know if we're overthinking this or not, but I think it's a good question for you. This will be the second grass field that we'll play on this season. UVA and now Lehigh. Is the footing preparation any different for certain position groups? especially running backs cuts would seem to be tighter on a grass surface any thoughts on that um it's definitely a different surface surface to run on so i mean cuts will be a a little harder to make but i feel like you'll get more grip with grass so Mm -hmm. it might be more easier for our position just to like jump cut and you know, hop out of holes and in and out of them. So. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be dry Saturday, knock on wood, but that will help the footing as well. If there's a rainstorm, you can blame me now on the jinx. Do you wear different cleats on the turf and the grass or uh, same no, thing? Same, same stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Any difference that you see amongst your players there, Russ, when we go and play on these grass fields as opposed to the turf? <clears throat> no, I really don't. The only thing that our equipment guy's worried about is to make sure we wear blue pants on grass so we don't get the grass stains. <laughs> so that's basically all I ever know between turf and grass. 
And you didn't know that, did you? No, <laughs> so we're wearing blue pants on oh, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember that, Matt Smith? That's a good sideline story right there. The spiders in blue pants because we're on grass. Huh. He can't get those grass stains out of the white <laughs> pants. Um, so then you would never – I mean, we practice every day on the turf at the stadium. We do have grass fields if you ever wanted them. Would you ever do that because we're playing a game on a grass field or that overthinking? Yeah, uh, we would not. Um, you know, if if we had grass like right next to the stadium, there, mm-hmm. I would I would go on the grass um, more often. But within in the middle of campus, the the equipment, mm-hmm. the back and forth, the you know we we are we get off the field at eleven in the morning, and some of these guys got you know twelve o'clock classes. So if you're looking, you know, you save twenty minutes you know, time for these guys, um, you know, so it's, it's really, it's hard to go over there. Um, so I, I really hadn't thought about it because we, it's just not convenient for mm-hmm. us to do it over mm-hmm. there. Milan, this will be your longest bus trip of the year. <laughs> uh, you know, you guys are leaving right after practice uh, to get up there. Uh, you know, being on a bus trip like that, getting in the hotel the night before a road game, it's going to be a big crowd for them. Uh, does that kind of get you into that mentality of, you know, uh, a work week? Uh, this is a, you know, work experience for you? Um, I'd probably say it starts on, on Sunday or Monday, the work week, because it's, you know, we get a new team every week. We want to go one and one just come out with a W. So, I mean, bus trip. Uh, playing. I think our guy's going to go out there and be ready, to be honest. <laughs> well, let's get that W. Let's get you into the end zone this week if yes, we sir. can, too. All right? We'll look for that for that celebration. Uh, thanks so much for being with us today, and we look forward to more visits from you. Mylon Howard, our special Spider player guest. Thank, thank you, you. Mylon. Thank you. Thank you. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We have some uh, questions for Coach Huseman on our text line and on our email, and if you've got them, now's the time you can send them to us as well, behind the web at richmond.edu or 804-327-0888. Live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center, this is Behind the Web on 1061 ESPN. You up to date with Richmond football. This is Behind the Web, live from Glory Days Grill and the Glen Eagle Shopping Center on 1061 ESPN. This is the Spider Sports Network. Hey, remember here at Glory Days Grill, they got tons of TVs. They got the sound delivered right to you. It's the best place to watch your favorite team all football season long. Whether you're rooting for the Spiders or one of those other guys, Glory Days Grill with the great food, cold drinks, and you can catch all the action. And you can catch us each and every Thursday here at Glory Days Grill. Hey, before I go any further, I got a special birthday wish today. Our guy Earl right there in the middle. Raise your hand, Earl. Tomorrow is his birthday, his 90th birthday tomorrow. Earl, happy birthday, my man. Great Spider fan with his wife, Sue, right there. Long time Spider fans, and they come to all of our coaches' shows as well. So we appreciate that. Have a great birthday. We'll get you a victory on Saturday to help you celebrate that birthday as well. Uh, All right, uh, Coach, let's get into some questions. Uh, We had one from the audience, came up during the commercial break to ask about this. This was in the fourth quarter. Strategy question for you. We're up by 3, 24-21. We're driving. We get to the St. Francis 11-yard line. It's fourth and four. Field goal makes it a six-point lead, but you go for it on fourth down and four. It didn't work out that particular time. What was your thinking along those lines? Well, we had, they had used all their timeouts. There was a minute and – I can't remember, a minute and 20 to go maybe or something like that. <clears throat> so I'm figuring 
a field goal, a touchdown, you still lose the game. You know, a field goal, they tie it, you go to overtime. So, so I'm thinking, all right, and it goes back to last year against Villanova, but I'm thinking, all right, I just assume have them go 95 yards right off the bat. I mean, they're going to have to go 95. They're going to have to go at least – at least 60, 65 yards to even get into field goal range with no timeouts left. I, I just thought, you know, kicking off and, and, you know, letting them a chance for a return and decent field position, I, I thought we'll go for it. But last year against Villanova, I'm still kicking myself on that one. Um, you know, we got a 24-13 to 13 lead, and, and it's a two-score game. And uh, – I almost went for it on that fourth down. We had it like fourth and two on about the the seven-yard line. And uh, I should have went for it there, and I kicked myself for a long time on that one. Go for it. If you don't get it, you still got a two-score game. You know, the field goal made it still a two-score game. But, you know, sometimes people think about field goals, touchdowns, you know, all that stuff. And, and when you really should only think about, you know, can you put it away one – you know, if we get the first down against Villanova and punching in, game's over. We take more time off the clock. If we get the first down against St. Francis, game's over. I've lost too many games, 28-27 in my career. Um, and, and, again, at Chattanooga, we lost three in one season, 28-27, um, because I, you know, we kicked a field goal to make it 27 to whatever, 21, or 27 to, you know, 14. And uh, so I, I, I told my son, I called him the other day, and I, you know, I told him what I did. And he said, yeah, Dad, you ain't never going to get on Stuck on 27 ever again. I'll <laughs> never – you guys will never see me do anything to make that scoreboard on the Richmond side 27. Unless it's early, first half, early in the game, I'm good with that. But late in the game – it won't be. It won't go to twenty-seven. Twenty-seven is a bad number. We'll remember yep. that, Matt. Coach. Coach, do you have like? A, do you have a chart that says you know when you're up by uh, X amount that you want to go for it? I know a lot of the play-by-play and color commentators want to talk about this magical scoring chart. When you're up by X amount, you go for two, or you you try to get that extra. Oh pointers. yeah, we got the chart. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> and you're you're always looking at the chart whether you go for one or two, but the chart doesn't tell you what to do, whether to kick a field goal or not kick a field goal, and. I got a lot of confidence in our offense, and I and I, I probably screwed it up too because I didn't give Billy enough time to to uh, to kind of get an idea that we were going to do this moving forward because we had it third and I think it was third and I don't even know ten maybe and we might have gotten five or maybe it's third and third, seven third and five. On that before drive. that, second six before yep, that, it was. And right. in my mind, I was I was going for it no matter what. And we only got one yard. So, uh, and then third and five, and then uh, we we I guess we lost a yard there game, on the play. Game one made yeah. it fourth and four. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, I was you know with no timeouts left, I, I made that decision that, that our defense would would stop them and um, kind of go from there. And you kind of answered this question, but how far in advance are you starting to think about that? And are you talking about that at all with Billy or any of the other offensive coaches? Um, well, yes, yeah, some. Um, in the Villanova game, um, I had these communications whether to go for it or kick the field goal, and it was kind of a mixed bag. You know, you're getting something here, something there, and 
and finally I just said, oh, I kick it. And, and really deep down, I knew I, sh- I should have went for it there. Um, you know, when you got a chance to put somebody away and put a team away, you know, I, th- I think you got to take those opportunities and trust your defense and, and trust that you'll get a stop there. Um, so, you know, that was – but, yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I think for the most part, everybody wanted to kick the field goal against St. Francis. And uh, – and I think I surprised everybody by actually going for it there. Coach, one of the other things that we saw a lot in the St. Francis game that was different from the UVA game was uh, using just the two linebackers at times and having Bryson Parker more in that dimes position. Uh, just talk about your thought process of, is it just trying to get Bryson under the field? That's part of it, yes. Uh, we like Bryson a lot. Um, and, you know, he's playing strong safety in the dime position. Um and uh, and then, but we like Geo a lot too, and this gets Geo and Bryson on the field at the same time. So you know, it, there's a lot to it. You try to get your best eleven out there as, as much as you can. The one thing that's that's kind of changed a little bit here is Xavier Marshall now is starting oh, yeah. to come around, and he looks really good. He's practicing really well. He got nine snaps in that game. So I think that kind of helps us because, you know, we can, we can put him on the field and, and, and feel good about everything we're doing there. That could become a really good story, too, couldn't it? Xavier yeah. Marshall along the lines of a Phil O'Connor or a Mylon Howard and the comeback he's had to make, right, Coach? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the guy is incredible. I mean, for him to, you know, the seriousness of his injury, um, and, and I won't get into all of it, but uh, – you know, the, the, a lot of people would say I'm not playing football anymore and, and uh, not Xavier. Uh, he worked really hard, and he, he looks good. So you'll yeah. see him play probably. You know, we got to kind of gr- gr- get him into it, but hopefully he gets 30 snaps wow. this week, great. which would be great. Really good. Coach, you've talked about it a little bit already, but uh, moving on to Lehigh, uh, you know, obviously last year's game was early in the year. Uh, I think there was 28 points scored in that second quarter by the Spiders to kind of put that game away. Uh, how do you make sure the team doesn't look at that and just say, oh, this is Lehigh, we, we should just go up there and beat them easily? Because obviously their end of the year last year was sort of like our end of the year last year. They built a lot of momentum into that end of the season. Yeah, I mean, they changed quarterbacks, and uh, they were really successful. Uh, the quarterback they got – uh, that they changed to is back this year. He's really good. They won their last three games. Um, they played so much better than what they played early in the year. I mean, it wasn't even close. And uh, so I, they're a different football team, and we're a different football team. And, and I mean, you got to take them, you know, you know one, I mean, every year is completely different in what we have out there and what they have out there. So I, I think our guys understand that. I, I mentioned that to them on Sunday. Hey, I got another strategy question for you. It comes indirectly from our audience. Uh, Catherine from our Spider Athletic Fund popped up here during the commercial and said they're talking about this at the table. So this is an, also a strategy question. Kickoff returns. What's the strategy in allowing – Aaron Dykes and Savon Smith or whomever to return a kick that maybe goes to the one-yard line or the goal line as opposed to letting it be a touchback or fair catching it. When are you letting them run it out? And kind of when would you rather they just let's take the ball at the 25 and go? Well, we want to run it out uh, as much as possible. What happened in that game is <clears> – <throat> St. Francis came in a completely different kickoff cover look. And really, the first one, 
you know, we kind of missed a guy or two just because of what they were doing. We couldn't get everybody together immediately to get it solved, to figure out exactly what we wanted to do. So we told Aaron on the next – anytime until we get to halftime, you, you fair catch them, and we'll take the ball on the 25-yard line. Uh, but once we got into halftime, we kind of uh, got it together. Right, here's what we want to do. Here's how we're going to block, and here's where these guys are moving to. And uh, I think we – Actually, we're going to return. Hey, Mylon, did we return any in the second half, or did did Dale one? We may not have. They may have kicked it into, into the, the end zone. zone. Yeah. If they kick it into the end zone, we're letting it go. Sure. So we won't back up. Our heels are normally at about the goal line or the one yard line. And and if and if it's going to go in the end zone in the air, we let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think, but we were we had decided we were going to bring it out. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was, I think, a, a, a pooch kick. Yeah, yeah, yep. So we had we had it planned. We were going to return them. But when you got return guys like we got, uh, we're going to return them. We're not we're not going to go back here and fair catch. Um, you know, we want to we want to return as many as we can. Mm-hmm. Coach, for you as a as a coach, how does this you know going on the bus, getting on the bus right after practice, and noon game, which I know you love, yeah. uh, you know how how does that affect you and your guys' preparation? Not not, I mean we've been on buses before, obviously, and uh, you know it's just it's going to be practice. We'll have a, a special teams meeting, pack their bag. They'll get their box lunch or whatever we got and uh, and then jump on the bus and go. And, you know, it looks like it's going to be a little bit over five hours, which is not a long trip at all. Uh, you know, so we, you know, we'll get movies and uh, a lot of them may, a lot of them may do schoolwork. Uh, they'll have their own devices. Uh, you know, it goes, and it goes by like that. I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's getting on a bus for five hours is, is nothing. And, uh, like I said, when I was at Chattanooga, I was bus league, man. It was yeah. eight hours to yeah. Citadel, and we never even once thought about getting on a plane, not even once. <laughs> you know, now we drive we drive six hours, and all our all our fans and, and alums say, what are you doing driving six hours on a bus? You know, kind of like that. And, uh, uh, but um, six hours is nothing. <laughs> uh, all right, hey, I got one more for you before we finish up this hour, and this probably will spill over into future discussion. This one from our buddy Ivan, and he doesn't just want to know about the opponent next week. This one's actually a, a deeper question. How has the NIL affected the way you get players to come to Richmond? And I would paraphrase that, just how has the impact of the NIL to this point affected Spider football? Well, it hasn't impacted us much. I know some of our guys are have some things going, uh, but – you know, we've got some commitments, and not one of them asked me about the NIL, not one. Uh, so uh, I don't think it's going to impact us at all. And, and again, I, I'm all for it. If these guys can make some money off their name, image, and likeness, uh, knock yourself out, I'm good. Um, so, But it, it hasn't come up one time in recruiting. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. You know, Coach Bob's only giving me a couple minutes on this, so I, I have to ask you, how are the special teams doing? Because Bob, well, yeah, no, Bob, wait a minute. Bob won't ask. I did ask one. Now it came from the audience. I was just the messenger, right? Yeah, Kickoff return. Ask. I'll ask. Come on now. Uh, actually, our kickers are doing uh, – Jake Larson looked fantastic in his kickoffs, PATs. He looked confident. Um, he he, he big, hit him big time, and then Trussler is is really. I mean, Trussler's got a strong leg, and you know we have we've had a couple of 
snaps it rolled back to him and and he handled him and got it off man uh which was huge so and he's a pretty good pretty good athlete uh so I, i'm i'm pleased with that i don't think we covered kicks as good as we have in the past we got to do better with that um but uh, you know our punt return, Savon Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he had a 19-yard punt return, yep. uh, and then they tacked on a 15-yard penalty. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, that's 34 yards, which is a pretty good, uh, pretty good chunk right there. He's so done a great he, job. He's really good catching the ball yeah. to make sure it doesn't bounce. Right? I mean, at least he's certainly doing that. Yep. In addition to returning, yeah, he's pretty good. I promise you, we're having Jake Larson and Aaron Trussler on this show at some point this year. If I got to write him a note to get him out of class. They're Do they got class? I, I don't know. There's a lot of people that have class at <laughs> noon on the Thursday. <laughs> We're getting them. One way or another, I'm getting those two guys. I know the Aussie has class um, <laughs> on Thursday. Um, Jake, I don't know about. Yeah. yeah. We're going to get him. I got to do it just just for you on that one, Coach. And Jake has done a great job, obviously. And and pretty much most times you're telling him, just kick the ball to the end zone. I know he had the one squib one strategically last week, but for the most part. You know, Jake comes up to me. He he does. I love Jake. Uh, he, he comes up. We had the ball on the 35, and he knows I've been going for it on fourth down a lot and taking <laughs> those, you know, doing that stuff. And uh, and I, I feel a little itty-bitty tap on my <laughs> shoulder. And I look back, and he said, really, he said, I can make this kick. And I said, I know you can, man. I said, I know you can. And But it was like – let me kick these things. But I, you know, I told him, I said, this is what we want to do. I mean, we want to, we want to get touchdowns and you know, you're going to have plenty of opportunities to kick. And, um, so, but yeah, he, he made sure I knew that he was, he was going to make the 52, 53 yarder there. Coach, we're going up to, you know, Bethlehem. There's a lot of guys on the team that are going to have a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. friend, friends and family up there. And I know Pennsylvania has become a recruiting place for you guys. Is this something you're excited to be up there for? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. I mean, obviously, Jake Harris, Tristan, Phil O'Connor, Reese. Reese, And then we're taking uh, D'Angelo Stocker, who we're redshirting right now. His family's from up there. And so at least his family can get to see him up there. So um, it's pretty cool. Make it a happy homecoming. All right, thanks. All right, thank you, everybody, for being here. Uh, 11.30 airtime Saturday for Spider Football. You've been listening to Behind the Web from Glory Days Grill and the Glen Eagle Shopping Center, featuring head coach Russ Huseman. Today's show has been brought to you by the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Bryant Heating and Cooling, World of Beer, Lux Chevrolet, and Virginia 529. Join us throughout the college football season for Behind the Web presented by Glory Days Grill. Thanks for listening and stay in touch with Richmond Athletics on the flagship station of the Spider Sports Network, ESPN Richmond. Executive producer Mitchell Bradley. This has been a presentation of Playfly Sports in association with Richmond Sports Properties.